0: Acts chapter 5, verse 35, and then verses 38 through 39 from God's Word translation. Let's read, Then Gamaliel said to the council, Men of Israel, consider carefully what you do with these men. We should keep away from these men for now. We should leave them alone. I can guarantee that if the plan they put into action is of human origin, It will fail. However, if it's from God, you won't be able to stop them. You may even discover that you're fighting against God. But you cannot defeat them. We serve a mighty God who is able. A mighty God who is able to bring his people through. But how many of you are so thankful today? I mean... You know, that just struck me as we were singing, we all came here with nothing, but look what the Lord has done. He is amazing how far he has brought us and, and, and the, the, the places he wants to take us is just amazing. I want you to note in these passages that we read in verse 39 of our text, I want you to note the words defeat defeat and fighting defeat and fighting. It says you won't be able. If this is of God, Gamaliel said, you will not be able to defeat them. You cannot defeat them. You may even discover that you're fighting against God. These are military terms that are being used here. The word defeat in several other verses is the word overthrow. Overthrow. Overthrow derives from a root word, and it really has a hostile, a military connotation. It it means warring in order to bring down and destroy. Warring in order to bring down and destroy. Gamaliel understood. He understood something here. He understood that this is warfare, that what's happening here is warfare in its nature. The bottom line is, church, listen, when you and I trusted Christ, we did not join a country club. That's the bottom line. When you and I trusted Christ, we did not join a country club. We were enrolled into God's army into God's army. We're in Acts chapter 5. We're just in the beginning stages of God's church, of God's people going forth into the earth and, and, and taking possession, God's people moving and, 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 and rising up with that understanding that we are soldiers in the army. And it's amazing. An army is defined as a group of people who are selected, trained, and equipped to advance the cause of a nation or a kingdom. A people, a group of people selected, trained, and then equipped to advance the cause of a nation or kingdom. We all came here with nothing but God. God has selected us. God, if you know Jesus Christ, if you've if you've trusted Christ, if you've embraced Christ as your Savior and Lord, then then you are selected and and He has given us of his, the Holy Spirit that we might be equipped, that we might be trained and then equipped to advance the cause of the kingdom. That's what an army is raised up for. It's selected, trained, and equipped to advance the cause of a nation or kingdom. Thus, to liken the church to an army. It depicts the, the combat. It it depicts the church as God's primary instrument of combat. To, to look at the church as an army, it depicts the church, it depicts God's people as, as God's primary instrument of combat against systems of the world which mobilize forces against the reign of godly principles and values. Our mission, church, is one. Our mission is advancing and extending God's kingdom through the faith of the gospel. It's moving and advancing the kingdom of God, extending it into the earth through the faith of the gospel. My faith is high today. My faith is high that God is raised up and is continuing to raise up a mighty army. Oh gosh, advancing into the earth, moving forward into the earth. Uh, with faith in our hearts that wherever we go, God is, is doing exceeding abundantly above all that we can ever think or ask. And our mission is one. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27 says, Above all, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Come on, army of God. Come on, people of God. Come on, soldiers of the Lord. It says here we are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together not fighting each other but fighting together for the faith which is the good news aren't you glad the good news of jesus came to you aren't you glad that someone battled through all of your resistance aren't you glad that someone just battled through all of your all of your unbelief and And they just continued to preach Jesus to you. They continued to love you. They continued to to, to stand in in faith, believing that God is going to turn your life around. Aren't you glad someone brought you the good news? Aren't you glad someone battled through their inadequacies, their in their perceived inabilities and, and their fears? They didn't perhaps they weren't looking forward perhaps to talking to you. They may have been trembling on the inside, knowing the kind of rascal you were, knowing the kind of individual you used to be. You were tough, man. You were rough. You were bad. You look so holy right now. (laughs) But thank God, somebody, aren't you glad, somebody fought off the demon powers and fought off all of the things that would stop them from getting to you, whether you heard that message come across the radio waves, whether you saw it on TV or whether somebody actually, which is that, that's usually the case, someone actually comes and talks to you. Aren't you grateful that they took all the time and they fought through to be able to stand in front of you and tell you that God loves you? and that He has a plan and purpose for your life. Woo! Come on. Appreciate that individual right now, whoever they may be. Appreciate and thank God for them. Today I want to to conclude what we began two weeks ago, discoveries for God's church to fulfill God's mission. Discoveries for God's church... To fulfill God's mission, we, we looked at this uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we interrupted it for, our, for our, uh, Pastor Alfie uh, Karyuki. Aren't you, weren't you blessed with Pastor Alfie's word? Those of you who were here last week, my goodness, what a word in season for us. But today, I want to conclude, I believe I'm concluding uh, this message and uh, discoveries. Come on, this is our year of discoveries. Making discoveries. To see the church as an army of God, I believe, is very crucial in these times. For our, our, our warfare is not against flesh and blood, Paul tells us, but it is against principalities and powers and spiritual rulers and wickedness over high places. And, and, and I, I believe it's absolutely crucial that we understand and see the church as an army of God. The army of God. It projects the primary mission. When, you, when we see the church as an army of God, the army of God, it projects the primary mission of the church and it appeals to the battle sense of God's people who are selected to contend, to contend together for the faith of the gospel. So as we look at the church as an army of God, it the army of God, it it it, it, it depicts that our primary mission, that we are to move to together in our primary mission. It appeals to that battle sense. And I pray today that that, that that appeal will come to you in these next few moments once more. and You'll rise up and be the soldier God has called you to be. Come on, to enforce the victory of the cross, to go forth and we go together as the army of God into the dark places of the earth to show the love of Jesus and to demonstrate the goodness of God. Come on. God is issuing a wake-up call to His people to the reality of the continuous battle that we're engaged in against the powers of this dark world. God is issuing God, our commander-in-chief, the captain of the host, He is issuing a wake-up call to the reality that we are dealing with of this continuous battle with the powers of this dark world. And church, is getting darker. It's getting darker and darker. Things that we 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 never dreamed in our childhood, or even in our teenage years. We we, we those of us who are older. We never dreamt that we would be seeing and 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 amazing what's going on, the spirit of deception, the spiritual forces of evil that cause humanity to rebel against God. It's unreal, and I want to take a, a few moments and and get into this. I, I want to. I want to show you very briefly, I'm not going to take a lot of time on this, but I want to show you some arguments and some philosophies that are causing people to rebel against God in, an, in a manner we... we it's, it's really in so many ways unprecedented. Around the world, what's happening when, when we, we see arguments and philosophies that that people are are entrapped in and they fall into and don't even realize it. The first is moral relativism. Moral relativism. And what moral relativism says is this. That which is morally right or wrong depends on individuals. As there are no absolute rules to determine if something is right or wrong. This is, this is permeating the earth. In in, in our world today, moral relativism, what is morally right or morally wrong depends on individuals. There's no higher authority than, than, than me. I determine. This is moral relativism. I determine what is morally right or morally wrong. And the reason I do is because there are no absolute rules. And if there are, I'm not getting under them. I'm me. Yeah, it's my truth. It's, it's how I live. And don't, don't pressure me. Yeah, don't judge me. You do you. But not me. There's no absolute rules. Moral, to rel- moral relativism, it's, it's everywhere. Self-existentialism. Self-existentialism. This is another one. A belief that we are each responsible for creating purpose or meaning in our own lives. We are each responsible for creating purpose or meaning in our own lives. Our individual purpose is not given to us by God or any other authorities, but comes from within us. My word. Self-existentialism. Each of us are responsible. This is a belief. This is a belief that people are, they take it and they, they grab it and they hold on to it. We are each responsible for creating purpose or meaning in our own lives. Our individual purpose is not given to us by God or any other authorities. In fact, authorities in this realm right here, ooh, authorities are extremely resisted and looked down upon, wanting nothing to do with anything that bespeaks of authority. But it just comes, our purpose comes from within us. Hedonism, hedonism, very close to heathenism, is basically the same thing. Hedonism is the pursuit of pleasure and the pursuit of self-indulgence. I'm just trying to focus in today as we, the army of God, what we are what we are fighting, what we are battling, what we are dealing with. Listen, you think, oh, it would, this stuff like this would never come to our culture? Come on, we come on, pastor, this is Kenya. We, we, this kind of stuff, well, hey, the devil is no respecter of culture. It's already here, the pursuit of pleasure or self-indulgence. Pleasure or happiness is the highest good. It's the highest good. If it feels good, do it. Hedonism. And then religious pluralism. There's a lot of isms up in here. But I'm telling you, religious pluralism, listen. The belief that all religions have redemptive power doesn't matter who you worship. All religions have redemptive power. That all religions are good and of equal value. That's religious pluralism. This is, this is why Paul said we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're fighting against spiritual wickedness and spiritual rulers in high places. The army of God must not panic and throw her hands up in despair at the mention and the expression of such beliefs and perceptions. They're everywhere around us. Rather, in the midst of all of this ungodliness, in the midst of all of this degradation, we must make discoveries to fulfill the mission to which we have been assigned. We must not be intimidated. We must not draw back. For God says, my soul, my soul has no pleasure in those who draw back. Listen, God is desiring that we rise up and be the people of God and understand the times and the seasons in which we live and that we are moving forward as a supernatural people under a supernatural commander. Woo! So as soldiers in the army, what discoveries do we need to make to fulfill the mission of our commander-in-chief? Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27 Philippians chapter 1 verse 27 again from a different translation it says above all everybody say above all now when he says above all let me tell you what that means it means above all above all you must live you must live you must live As citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news. The second discovery we must make, if you'll remember the first, is our responsibility. Two weeks ago, the first discovery is our responsibility, which is contending together for the faith of the gospel. Today, I want to take these next few moments and talk about our citizenship. The next discovery we must make is our citizenship. Living consistently as citizens of another country. Living consistently as citizens of another country. Upon joining your nation's military, listen carefully, upon joining our nation's military, we must be ready to fight for our nation's cause. Upon joining our nation's military, we must be ready to fight for our nation's cause. And our nation's cause is founded upon the values of our nation to which its citizenship adheres. So let me repeat that. Upon joining our nation's military, we must be ready to fight for our nation's cause founded upon the values of our nation to which its citizenship adheres. One of our greatest values in Kenya is peace. From the the day we entered Kenya, when we first came to Kenya in 1970, we learned that Kenyans, we were told right from the beginning, Kenyans are a peace-loving people. And that has never changed. That is one of our greatest values. So when any force seeks to come in to take away our peace, the military, based upon that value, come on, guys, the military, selected, trained, equipped, To deal with situations that will overthrow, destroy our peace. As soldiers in God's army, we represent another kingdom, not of this world, not of this world, but of another world to which we belong. And we are on mission as the soldiers of the Lord to establish. Its cause in the earth, based upon its values, that all men everywhere might be saved and come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is the value. That is a tremendous value. And for that cause, we go forth to enforce the victory of the cross into the darkness and in that which seeks to prevail. Come on, somebody. We are representing another kingdom, a higher kingdom, a greater kingdom. Come on, this world is no longer our, our home. We're not fighting for its values. My goodness, we've been delivered from the world. And we are moving forward as God's people. Come on, I want you to see what an honor it is today. I want that sense of battle to rise up within us today. Come on, I want us to get tired of of your family yielding and falling prey to the powers of darkness. Your workmates under the bondage of darkness. You You are selected. You are trained and being trained and are equipped to go into that situation in Jesus' name. These words conduct your lives. Listen. It says, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news. These words, conduct your lives in a manner worthy of the good news. This meant a lot to the Philippians. Now, Paul is writing to the Philippians. And when he used these words, conduct your lives in a way worthy of the gospel, worthy of the good news, it meant so much to them because Philippi was a Roman colony. And the people in Philippi, they took pride in their Roman citizenship. They lived in accordance in Philippi. They lived in accordance with Roman customs. And even though Philippi was about 800 miles from Rome, they were not under any regional authority. Philippi was not under any local regional authority, but they answered directly to Rome. And they were governed by Roman laws. 800 miles away from Rome, yet they they looked directly to Rome and they were governed by Roman laws. They were a Roman outpost. And these colonialists, they lived differently than the barbarians. These, These Roman colonialists, they lived differently than the barbarians that were surrounded them because they were citizens of a different country. So when Paul wrote to the church in Philippi, who 800 miles away from Rome, a Roman outpost, they understood fully what Paul was saying when he said, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven because they saw it demonstrated around them every day. Philippi was a Roman outpost directly answerable to Rome. And all around Philippi, they were surrounded by all kinds of barbarians, but they continued to stay focused on Roman law and and, and, and enforce Roman law in the midst of that situation. So what Paul is saying is that Christians, no matter where they live geographically, you and I must view ourselves as citizens of another country, namely of heaven. So when Paul wrote to the redeemed, to the church in Philippi, he's telling them, just as the Philippians live and deal with and, and are subject to Rome and enforce the Rome's uh, laws of Rome, you are not citizens of Rome any longer in that sense. You are citizens of a heavenly kingdom. And you are to live as citizens of a heavenly kingdom. Come on. And and all the barbarians around you, all of the darkness and all that is, you are called to enforce the laws of that heavenly kingdom where you live. Come on. Woo! So therefore we should live differently than those around us who are citizens of this world. Our lives must be worthy. Worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ we seek to please our heavenly commander in consistently living by the laws as revealed in his word our lives must be worthy philippians he said to the church there your lives you must conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the good news of the kingdom worthy of the good news of the kingdom we seek to please our heavenly commander As we consistently live by His laws, as revealed in His Word, we must be consistent in seeking to conform our character to Christ. Come on, guys. Though we are also citizens of this world, as the Philippian Christians were, we should be distinct because our primary citizenship is in heaven. It's got to be different with us. However, today, as the people of God, there's so much pressure to blend in with the world. There's so much pressure based on all of this moral relativism and all this self existentialism and all this hedonism and all of this religious pluralism. It's pressuring us to blend in. We don't want to upset anybody, we don't want to be offensive to anybody. We want to respect their culture. And it's not our culture. Or at least it's not supposed to be our culture. And here's what we do. We we are under pressure to blend in with the world so that we will not close the door of the gospel to them. So we want to blend in And don't rock the boat because, really, in our hearts, we don't want to close the door of the gospel to them. That's not Jesus style. Well, no. while we're not to be deliberately annoying, please, can I repeat that? while we're not to be deliberately annoying or weird, as soldiers in God's army, our lifestyle, it is to reflect and demonstrate our heavenly citizenry. We don't just walk out and just deliberately annoy people and just act weird like weird No, come on guys. We're people with good deportment. Handling ourselves well. Good in our finances. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So get ready, get embraced. We're conducting ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But in doing so, we're demonstrating a lifestyle that reflects the nation from which we're from. We were never meant to fit in with the world out from which we have been selected. Soldiers never fit in with the world. When they walk in, when they drive through, when they come through, Based on their uniform, based on their equipment, based on their salute, based on their actions, you know these guys are different than me. I'm not going to mess with them. Come on, church. We live for a different purpose. Instead of living for the things of this world, we live for the kingdom of God. We should be marked by different standards. Do you realize every military has its standard? Its standard, its flag, it's it's it has its every every aspect of the of the of the of the military, the air force, the navy, they all have standards. And we have a standard. We have a banner that we are to fly, that we are to demonstrate. Come on, we should display different character qualities. We should be displaying the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives instead of living for self as the world does. We live for Jesus Christ. He is commander. What He says goes... As Paul put it elsewhere, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are representing His heavenly kingdom here on earth. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 says, Therefore, we are ambassadors of the Messiah. In effect, God, listen, in effect, God is making His appeal through us. What we do is appeal on behalf of the Messiah, be reconciled to God. Come on, somebody. This is what it's all about. It's a sad thing when the church blends in with the world. It matters where the church should be distinct. It's a sad thing. It's sad, but in many nations of the world, do you know that polls, the polls that they take, it shows there is no difference between the people between what the people of God watch on TV or post on social media than the rest of the country? I'm talking about polls in different places of the world. There's no difference between what the people of God watch online or on TV or post on social media than the rest of the country. I wonder if that's the case in our nation. These are polls in other nations. I just wonder if that's the case in our nation. Shockingly, there's not much difference between the church and the world in the rate of adultery or divorce. What's happened to the church? There's not much difference in what we watch, what we post. The rate of adultery or divorce... If we belong to Christ, it should make a difference in how we treat one another in our homes. I'm repeating that. If we belong to Christ, it should make a difference in how we treat one another in our homes. There should be a difference in our business practices. Yet how often do we hear how a person got cheated in business by a professing Christian? Come on, church. Let's fall in line. Let's fall in line. I can assure you, I've never been in the military, but I know for a fact, not a natural military, I am in the military, actually. I know for a fact when the voice of the sergeant When that man walks into that room where everybody's in their bunks and says, roll out, buddy. They don't lay there and like, oh, yeah. How'd you sleep last night, man? How you doing over there? when that commander and that sergeant walks in, come on, it's time to fall in line. It's time to line up. And at the the minute his voice goes forth, those old boys, no matter how bad they feel, no matter how deep they were sleeping, church... Let's arise from our sleep and let's arise from our slumber and let's fall in line everybody let's rise up let's fully acquaint ourselves with what it means to live consistently as citizens of the heavenly kingdom to which we belong and its mission we've been selected to complete hey! Come on, everybody stand up. Line up. (laughs) Get ready, everybody. Come on, this is the hour. This is our wake up call from our commander in chief. It's time to make some discoveries today as the people of God, as the army of God to march forth into those places of darkness and bleed and bring people out of their bondage and enforce the victory of the cross. Hallelujah. Give him glory, give him praise, give him honor. Pastor, I've been, I've been struggling with some inconsistencies in my life of late. I know God has called me, has put his hand on me, and I'm part of a great army and a great team of, of fighters, and I want to contend together with my brothers and sisters for the faith of the gospel. But I've just been some inconsistencies in me late. Of late. Lift your hand. Come on. Come on. We've all we all can. We all can understand this. This is a struggle, pastor. I I really want to I really want to come to that place in the Lord. I really want to come to that place where I live consistent as a citizen of another country, of another kingdom. This this world, the kingdom of this world is it's been drawing me back of late. And Pastor, I want to return to that, inco- that consistent lifestyle. Come on, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, we join together in prayer for our fellow soldiers. We, we just take responsibility today as fellow soldiers in the army of the Lord and we we stand with one another. We pray for one another. We Agree with one another. We ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus to by your Holy Spirit move now. Take this word today and let it just have its effectual working in our lives and that we will fall in line, oh God, where we've been falling out of line, where through inconsistent inconsistencies in our living, our day-to-day lifestyle, we've just, we've, 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 become lax and God we need to fall in at the voice of our commander today the commander in chief our heavenly father that we might truly be your people forgive us father for our our inconsistencies forgive us for our lack forgive us for our distractions or yielding to those distractions forgive us father in Jesus name that we will be your people set in the earth that we will go forth as the army of God. We will go forth as people under a higher power and subject to a greater authority and are ready at your beck and call and your command to go forth in Jesus' name. Lord, what we show us what we need to walk away from. Show us what we need to lay down. Even as we heard earlier, show us the move that we need to make or what we need to move away from. God, that we will truly be your people and be your army in the earth today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh Come on. Come on, you can do better than that. To the commander-in-chief today. Hey, everybody. Have an amazing week. Come on, let's go forth together in faith. God bless you so much.